0: Before you kill yourself, do some shirts off stuff. Yeah, take your shirt off. Take your freaking shirt off. You're like, what? Take my shirt off? There's a show uh, on HBO, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away, where there's an episode where uh, a bunch of people are sitting around a table, and they're trying to figure their way out of this horrendous situation it, it, the, the everything's the, the walls are caving in um there looks it seems like there's no way out of the situation they're in and and they're trying to generate ideas and nothing's really popping up nothing's really surfacing and at some point one of the um the actors says or character says let's do some shirts off stuff well, he, he says "shit." I really don't want to curse uh, on this podcast, and and they're like, "What? Shirts off? Stuff?" He's like, "Yeah, man. You know, we gotta take our shirts off. You know, like you gotta roll up your sleeves. But you know, beyond rolling up your sleeves, you have to take your shirts off. You got you got to get primal. You got you got to get gangster. You gotta you gotta stand up on some furniture. You gotta you gotta beat your chest." Uh, which is what they do in some uh, Muslim territories or countries when, like, they're mourning. They'll take their shirts off, go out in public, and they will uh, beat their chest, um, or I should say slap their chest. It's an open-hand slap uh, as a sign of mourning. So take your shirts off, people, men, women, children. If you're in a rut, if you can't figure your way out, if everything feels hopeless, um, if you can't go on another second, if, you, you have a, if you're just having a hard time generating ideas, even if it's for a book or a place to go or what to say to a girl or a guy or uh, if you're upset about something, you're not sure how to express it, take your shirt off smack slap your chest beat your chest right and and not in a way that you're really trying to hurt yourself but to get the blood circulating get that blood don't just sit there and try to figure it out tony robbins talks about changing your state he says you know look at your story your state and your strategy and that's how you get results you know your story is the story of like why you're in the situation you are and what your future looks like. Like if your story about your life is my life always sucks, well, then you're going you're gonna to live your life accordingly. But if the story you're telling yourself about your life is that it's great or sometimes crap hits the fan um, or, you know, yes, it's tough right now or, and I'll get through it, then you'll act according to that also. So you have to change your story. Because it's, it's the story that you're telling yourself about where you are right now, that is either keeping you there or moving you forward, right? And then he talks about strategy, right? So now that you now that you've reframed your story, what's your strategy for how you're going to handle the situation you're in? What's your strategy uh, for getting into a relationship or existing in a relationship you are now? or getting a job, or getting promoted at the job? What's your strategy for losing weight or maintaining weight? What is your overall strategy? And remember, not plan. I'm not talking about a plan, okay? And here's the the difference. A a plan does not account for obstacles. A plan is just, it's like, what do you plan to do today? I'm going to do A, B, C, and D that's your plan, right? But a strategy actually takes into account all the different obstacles that will pop up while you're trying to do A, B, C, and D. Like, yeah, your plan is just to go to a party and not have any drinks, but what's your strategy for when every all your friends are like, yo, man, just have one more drink or have two more drinks or the girl that you really like is drinking and uh, and then she asks you to, you know, to have a drink or what, what you know, your, your, your plan is to, to lose weight and go to the gym every day. But what's your strategy for those nights when you don't get enough sleep, um, when you feel sick, when winter, you know, winter is coming? Are, are you still going to be as enthused and energetic about going to the gym when there's, uh, you know, when it when it's snow outside and you got to start the car a half hour? before you even get into it, and you got to shovel the driveway before you even go to the gym, or there's some torrential downpour. What's your strategy for those obstacles in your life? What are the strategies for when you just don't feel like it, right? Like, that's natural. That's a natural wave. Like, we talk about crime waves. There are emotional waves. What's your strategy for when you don't feel like doing what you're supposed to do. You don't feel like cleaning the house. You don't feel like exercising. You don't feel like socializing. What's your strategy? Because even if you feel good right now, you you best believe the next wave is coming, right? And it, it doesn't stop. It's a part of life, and we all feel like that. So what's your strategy for that, right? Uh, and then going back to what we started with, um changing your state, story state strategy, right? So changing your state so that in those moments where you don't feel like doing what you've you've promised yourself you would do, how do you change your state? And that's when you gotta take the shirts off, baby. How do you how do you generate ideas? How do you how do you get momentum going? Take your shirt off off, bury your chest, beat it around, stand up on furniture, get on a table. When was the last time you stood on a table? I love standing on it. I love standing tall. Like, remember when you were a kid and you jumped? Jump on your bed. If you have a, tr- if you have a trampoline, jump on a trampoline. Change your state. Take your shirt off jump on a trampoline jump on a bed stand on furniture you know what and, and even go further take off take off your shirt take off your shoes take off your socks and hop into the ocean or the lake or or a, a hot tub right uh walk around outside get get some grass up under your feet go hug a tree we talked about this before Go hug a tree, change your state when you're when you're at home and you're in front of the television, sitting on a couch, you know binging on Netflix and binging on food, the world looks bleak, bleak from that from that perspective because first of all, not only are you you know usually not feeling good about your life, but now you're watching probably. People living horrible lives. I binge watch Ozark. Like, you know, I love and hate that show. I love it because uh, I, I care about the characters, but uh, I hate it because it's just such a dark, dreary show, and I never feel good after watching it. It's, it's like, it's like uh, bourbon praline ice cream from Hagen dazs I like I, I like as I'm eating it, I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. And then ten, not even ten minutes later, I'm like, that was the worst decision of my life. And that feeling stays with me for a good twenty four hours. My stomach is just bleep, bleep, bleep. I get the I get the bubble guts. So take your shirt off, ladies. Take your shirt off. Wear a sports bra under. Take your shirt off close the blinds if you have neighbors close the blinds you know cut the lights off even if it's daytime and, and 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 get tribal move your body you know because then you're standing on top of the problem instead of sitting in the problem instead of sitting in the situation let's get a birds let's get a bird's eye view of this thing Let's look at this from a top. Let's just get a hawk eyes view. Let's be an eagle. Let's soar above it all and see what's happening. How are we? How are we doing this week? Let me check in with you all. How are, are you breathing? I need you to. I need you to take in a big inhale and a big exhale. <sighs> Man, I t- I tell you what. When you start changing your story. Uh, You you definitely look at the world differently. There's a book by Tony, not Tony Robbins, uh, Phil Jackson, Eleven Rings. And he talks about the different levels of leadership. Right. Now, wait, hold on. Before I even go into that, when was the last time I took my shirt? You know, oh, oh, you know what? I did it the other day. I took my shirt off. Um, a couple of days. Ago, oh, I was outside. I was working out outside, and you know I'm 42. I have a I have a few extra pounds around my waist, and I I've been self conscious about taking my shirt off. But I tell you what, I got outside, and it was early in the morning, 7:30, and I, I, I'm very fortunate that I live by a park, and um, I I saw people jogging by, some with their shirts off, some not, some with their shirts around their waist. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my shirt off. Because I just wanted to feel all of that sun. I wanted all of that vitamin D. And it felt amazing. It felt so liberating. And it made me realize how often I walk around uh, feeling trapped in my body, locked in like some caged animal because I have such an unrealistic and um, um, uh, uh, idea or expectations of how I should look. You know, based on how I've looked before, which is horrible to compare yourself to your past self, but then also based on the media, right? Also based on, um, you know, how people in L.A., like where I live, it's like, you know, there are dudes walking around, they're 60 years old, and they're ripped, and they're jacked, and they're still in great shape. And I have a good buddy of mine. The dude is 52 and, and in incredible shape. So every time I see him, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got to I got to get my life together. I I got to get I have to be more disciplined. But or or just accept who I am in the present moment and do some shirts off stuff. So that's what I did at the park. You know, I was at the park I was start, I was working out and I took the shirt off. And man, I tell you what. I think I slept as a matter of fact, I know for sure. I slept like a baby that night, like a baby, doing the shirts off, getting the sun, working out early in the morning. Uh, I didn't have, I had very few carbs. All my carbs that day were coming from fruit. And uh, I drank a lot of water and I had some uh, magnesium. You have to get that calm magnesium. Uh, A lot of people don't sleep well because they're low on magnesium. So I drank that and I just, I felt great. You know, if you're in your car driving home and, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you're, you're a little upset. You're a little, you're feeling a little anxious. Take your shirt off. There's, it's not illegal for you to drive without your shirt on. Why not? You're off work. You're done. Or even, even better yet, change, do this. I, when I used to substitute teach, um, you know you're you're in this classroom all day, and you, you feel a little uh, disgusting by the end of the day. Not disgusting, but like you're definitely you you want to shower. You know if you if you had any type of job where you got to be really physical, especially if you're working on a restaurant or whatever. Um, you know you, you just got this you got this film that builds up over your body, and you know you, then you get in your car. So now you got that um, and you just you just don't you know, you don't you know, you're not feeling sexy is what I'm trying to tell you. But I tell you what, if you take an extra shirt, T-shirt with you to work and then change into that before you get in your car on your way home, I, I promise you, you'll feel like a different person. Either do that or change your socks, change your socks and your shoes. Oh, man, I tell you, you feel like you, you, you'll you feel like you just showered because to be especially if, if a lot of you have, you know, jobs where you're walking around in boots or heels or anything that's really kind of constricting to, for the feet. And then after work, you uh, you put on your gym shoes immediately. I, I promise you. You'll feel ten times better. Your feet will be will be breathing and, and so happy. You change your, your shoes and your socks. Oh man, you'll be a new person. And that there will be and that talk about changing your state. So we just don't have to take our shirts off, but you know we got to take something off. You know because think about like when people fight. The first thing they do is they start taking stuff off because they're, they're preparing the battle. They take off their watch. And, you know, the girl's like, hold my earrings, hold my earrings, you know. And you, you get that whole thing. And sometimes dudes will take off their shoes. And, you know, then they knuckle up. They take the shirt off. That's, you know, they're prepared for battle. So if you're in a your situation where you're feeling hopeless and helpless and despondent and, and like, somebody has their, their foot on your throat, you know, take the shirt off, man, because you're you're in for a battle and that's okay. But you just you have to accept that you're there, right? Um I'm excited about today's podcast. Uh, as you can tell, I got I got real passionate about that. Um, uh, because we're gonna talk about what to do, staying in the line of, of, of taking a shirt off. What is the protocol for when you're in that rut? Because remember we talked about Depression is a. Um, it comes in waves, and 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 suicidal ideation comes in waves. And and what what's our protocol for handling that? How do we handle that? Do do you do you have an immediate checklist like a fire drill? If there's a fire drill in a school, they know exactly what they're going to do: A, B, C, D, and E. And there's no question; you don't even think about it. There's an earthquake. I was at a. I used to teach at L.A. Uh, Uh, USD, and I remember I was teaching a class and and it was an earthquake, and immediately all the kids got up under the table, right? Or uh, under their, uh, not under, but under their desks. And I didn't have to tell them because we had practiced it so many times, we had went through the drill and so to not wait until you are feeling suicidal to be aware of your protocol, but when you're feeling good, you know, if you feel good, if you if you have just a little moment of levity, some clarity, if you if you had a laugh today, this is the time to be like, all right, next time I, I get, you know, into the lower blows, here is uh, how I'm going to pull myself out of that. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about how to express um, our emotions uh, differently, because when I talk to people who have... Uh, depression, um, they, or just most people, most of us have a very limited emotional vocabulary. There are so many other words to describe uh, being sad or depressed that we don't explore, that are nine times out of ten a more accurate description of how we feel than depression. Um, I used the word today, despondent. I felt uh, despondent earlier Uh, Over a situation where, uh, as some of you listeners already know, like I personal train as well as do stand up comedy. And um, one of my clients this morning came in and she she uh, she didn't she slept on the wrong, you know, she slept she slept uh, the, the wrong way or whatever that means, but basically she she had a different pillow than she usually uses, and it jacked her neck up. And so for the entire hour, I was trying to fix her neck, and I couldn't get her back to 100. We made her feel better. We got her better, which, you know, that's a W. But I wanted her to be 100%, and I, I kind of felt helpless because I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> fix it 100%, you know? Uh, So it left me feeling a little despondent, and then I said, okay, if I feel that way, what do I need to do? And I Googled, what should you do when you have uh, a stiff neck from uh, a pillow, and then it it, it empowered me. So instead of feeling like, instead of staying in the feeling of despondency, um, I took control. I said, you know what, I didn't know. I was really upset because what I did didn't work. So then I Googled what does work, right? And it's the same thing. Like anytime you you fail at something, or let's rephrase it, anytime you don't get the results that you want, you know, ask other people. Google, like, how do you do this thing? And if that doesn't work, then there's a, a million different websites and articles and and people and resources. You go to the library, uh, books, that'll have different answers for you. You know, as a personal trainer, if somebody has low back pain, there are a million different protocols for treating low back pain. So there isn't just one answer. Um, So don't don't be discouraged if you tried something and it didn't work, right? Um, Find another way. There's always a way. There's always a negotiation taking place. So um, I Googled it, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, just put some Icy Hot on there and take an ibuprofen and uh, don't do anything crazy with your neck for the next couple of days and definitely don't sleep on that pillow. You know what I mean? Um, So, you know, that's what I centered, and I felt good. I was like, oh, great, okay, we took control. We sat in the emotion. We, uh, we honored it, and then we took action, um, as opposed to just staying there and walking around uh, with a, a feeling despondent. So we're going to talk about different ways of expressing your emotions. Um, and we're also going to talk about uh, a story about, and actually, I'm going to go into it right now. Uh, so I'm reading this book, The Art of Dramatic Writing. And you're like, man, what that got to do? Well, what the podcast is about. So, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. I, I, from I've seen, uh, uh, except the movie Collateral, I have not been able to finish that movie. It just it was uh, it was whack. I'm not talking about Collateral with Tom Cruise, but it was like this supposed to be this feel good Christmasy movie that he did. Um, that I just ten minutes in, it was like. <laughs> uh, but a huge Will Smith fan. I can't wait for the Bad Boys so yeah, i definitely I can't kill myself until at least until that that gets released right there. So we got we got to keep plugging away. Um, and but anyway, he released a video on YouTube as a YouTube channel, uh, very good if you if you want somebody to follow, where he talks about the 13 books he made somebody else read before they could work for him, and the art of dramatic writing is one of those books. So I got I immediately bought all 13 because I'm a Will Smith fan. So Will Smith says, "Jump, I'm asking how high." That's, you know, I'm just I'm just all in like that, right? So as I'm reading through the book, there's a there's a story in here about um how your environment can uh, affect how you are. And so The guy tells a story of his friend who uh, is a writer and was super healthy, 30 years old. He had won recognition for his work. He earned more money than he knew what to do with. He was married and loved uh, by his wife and two children. And one day, to his utter astonishment, he realized that he didn't give a hoot about what was going to happen to his family, his career, or his life. He was bored to distraction. Nothing under the sun interested him. He anticipated everything his friends said and did. He couldn't stand the same horrible routine day after day, week after week, the same woman, the same food, the same friends, the same murder stories in the papers day in and day out. They almost drove him mad. It was a mysterious. It was as mis- it was as mysterious as your case. All right. Um, perhaps he had ceased. I'm reading from the. I'm reading from the book. That's why you see me going back and forth. Um, perhaps he had ceased to love his wife. He had thought of that and was desperate enough to experiment. He did, but with no success. So I'm going to pause there. He thought it was his wife. He thought, like, maybe his relationship with his wife. So this man, he goes out and he cheats. And then he realizes the feelings uh, are still there. The feeling that, that nothing, that uh, feeling bored uh, and, and feeling distracted, like those were still there. So that wasn't the answer, right? Um, and then he, he found no difference in his love. He was honestly and truly bored with his life. He stopped writing, stopped seeing his friends, and finally decided that he'd be better off dead. So here's a, I want to pause there. Also, what's really interesting about that part is you, you can see the spiraling down. Right? He stopped writing. He stopped. He stopped working. Basically, he stopped doing what he loved. He, he quit his passion, He's, and then he isolated himself. By not hanging out with his friends anymore, not making those phone calls, not you know watching the game with them, whatever they did, um, he I and then finally decided that he'd be better off dead, and to the point where he he thought like, what difference could it make if he left a little before his anoint, appointed time? So he sent his family away to a friend's home and sat down to write his last letter explaining his course of action to his wife. It was not an easy letter to write. It did not sound convincing, and he sweated over it as he had never done over his plays. Suddenly, he felt a sharp abdominal cramp. There was a stabbing pain, persistent, excruciating. He found himself in an awkward situation. He wanted to kill himself, but it was idiotic to die with an ache in the stomach. Besides, he had to finish his letter. He decided that the sensible thing to do would be to, would be to take a cathartic and ease the pain. He did so. When he went back to his desk again to finish his last epistle, he found it harder to write than ever. The reasons he had marshaled previously sounded fantastic to him, even stupid. He became aware of the brilliant sunshine which played over his desk, of the alternate light and shadow on the houses across across the street. The trees had never seemed so green and refreshing. Life had never seemed so desirable. He wanted to see, smell, feel, and walk. All right, so that's all I'm going to read from the book. Um, now, that's incredible, right? So here's a guy who... Worked his butt off, was a writer, built up a career, got the family, had the kids, had friends, had everything that he had ever imagined, um, and still reached a point where he was bored and distracted, and then uh, entertained those distractions um, in, in numerous ways, and then found out that those feelings were still there, and then he gets a stomach ache. A little, a little tummy ache, and he's like, "Oh, oh man, what is that?" And and for some reason, he was like, "Well, I got, I got to fix this. I can't just, I can't kill myself and then have them think I kill myself because of a stomach ache or whatever." Him wanting to to get to the source of the stomach ache and then feeling better, that gave him another reason to live, and and it's so true when you. Are in the low of lows, and then you experience some type of physical pain, right? And let, you know, and I understand some of you may have some chronic issues where you're in constant pain. I'm talking about some something that's acute and uh, unexpected. You know, uh, it it wakes you up. You go, wait, what? What is that? Like, I, I can't. I got to figure that out. Do I have to go to the doctor, What do I need to do to get rid of that pain? Um, and in the midst of trying to find ways to live and survive through this. You it is it distracts you enough, right? From the downward spiral you were going down because you actually now with that pain have to take care of yourself so that the the pain doesn't become worse or come back, right? And there's so many ways you can do this. It, it here's what's interesting. There there have been moments where, um, you know, I've, I've been feeling low or despondent. That's the word for the day. And then, I, you know, I ask a girl for a phone number. And, she's, and maybe, she's, and she, maybe, you know, there have been times where, of course, they say no. And that's painful. It hurts to have someone. But I tell you what, it also makes me feel alive. The rejection and the the rejection makes me feel alive because I'm just happy with the fact that um I took a chance, I took a risk, I put myself out there, I was vulnerable, I let the girl know how I feel um or even with a business, you know you have these people who they fail over and over again at their businesses, and they just keep coming back because. They, they just relish in the fact that they, they did their best. They put their best foot forward. It didn't work out. Cool. Move on. Same thing with jokes. You know, I do, you know, doing stand-up, I, it's, you know, there, uh, there's a million jokes and ideas and premises that bomb, and I've been booed, um, but then I just keep working at it, and, and getting booed makes you never want to get booed again. So you just go back to the lab, and, and it makes you, you double down. You go, I got to figure this out. Because there, there is a way out. There is a way, um, or maybe through is a better word. How do I, how do I move through this with energy and momentum? Um, and what can I learn from uh, what just happened? So I, I really love that story because um, it's, a, it's a testament at how you know, that pain, going back to story, state, strategy, it changed his state. His state before was focused on how boring his life was, and then he got that pain, and then he he started focusing on the pain and w- what is that pain and how do I get rid of it, and then he gets rid of it. And then in getting rid of the pain, he he saw life from a different perspective, right? And so... Sometimes you have to create your 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 you have to be willing to risk pain so that you can feel that release, so that you can feel alive. And, you know, I, I would say for some of you, if if you're not feeling alive, chances are you're probably not taking chances. Cause I, I can't paddleboard, I can't swim that well. So when I do, I'm super hyper aware of how fragile my life is and how much I want to live and not fall off and drown. Even though I'm wearing a life jacket, that's what's crazy. Even if I'm wearing a life jacket, I'm still like, uh, 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 please don't let me, please don't let me fall off of this time. Pain on the other side of plant pain is pleasure, and so if we if we live a life where we're trying to avoid pain, i.e. with pain killers, then We're never going to experience pleasure, pleasure, uh, uh, pleasure. Uh, I'm going to take a little break here. Not break, but I'm going to switch gears here just a little bit and announce that uh, three months in October, I'm performing at the Las Vegas, uh, or in Las Vegas, at the Rio, at the Comedy Cellar in Rio. Uh, You could check their website, go to the Comedy Cellar uh, website, dot com, and then click on a Las Vegas location, and then look for Leo Flowers, and there you'll see the dates. I'll be there. I'll be there for three weeks in October. I'll actually be there during the Conor McGregor fight. What what? I can't. I'm excited, um, and I'll, I'll also be there for Halloween weekend. So that's going to be excuse me, insane. I have more, you know, I have more shows uh, there, but those are the two uh, dates specifically that I'm excited about. The Conor McGregor UFC fighting, um, and then Halloween weekend. I've, I've never been to Vegas for Halloween, so I'm super stoked to see what those kids are up to, man. Like, how are people going to dress or not? It's, talk about shirts off. Talk about shirts off. Um, Vegas is definitely going to be a lot of shirts off situations and, uh, uh, just uh, terrified to see what people are going to come up with because life is great. i never dress up for Halloween. Are you dressing up? I, I dressed up. All right. I take it back. I dressed up one time for Halloween. Like, man, we were Bonnie and Clyde. And which was a horrible idea because we, we got into a fight like Bonnie and Clyde. So I'm never I'm never gonna do that again. oh. oh. Um but I, I stay in on Halloween. People too it's too it's too crazy for Leo Flowers to be out there in these streets, you know, living here in LA. But I th- but not a, but I, I tell you what, I'll be out there uh, in Vegas seeing seeing the shenanigans, seeing I mean it's gonna be a lot of black women. Dressed like Wakanda. It's going to look is going to look a lot like Wakanda uh maybe Ozark <laughs> what else was hot oh Wonder Woman There's going to be a lot of Wonder Woman uh costumes uh so that so that I'm, I'll be out there for that check that out what else what else was hot this year that um maybe what Thanos from it's going yeah it's going yeah, to be a lot of a lot of black women with shaved heads out there just and just shaving just for the costume i, I imagine we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that um a side note when i was in and this is why i don't like to do selfies uh so you know i, I did the grand I hiked the grand canyon a couple in uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, sure enough a week after i left this lady uh, takes a selfie And then uh, she dies taking a selfie. She falls off the cliff. So, guys, when you go to these public parks, do not, you know, they're they're, uh, barricades up for a reason. Don't climb over the barricade just because you see other people doing it. Right. Let's all live to 100 is what I'm trying to tell you. And let's be aware of our surroundings. So. The, the second book uh I, I wanna go into, there's a book called When Food is Comfort. And I picked this book up because I am definitely I've accepted the fact that I, Leo Flowers, am an emotional eater. Hi, Leo Flowers. And uh part of emotional eating is I realize I I can't I you know I'm not great with identifying all my emotions. And I know you guys are like, you use the word despondent. I don't even use that word. I've never heard anybody say that. I know today's my first day, and it's only because I've been reading this book uh, called When Food is Comfort, Nurture Yourself Mindfully, Rewire Your Brain, and End Emotional Eating. Well, first of all, I hate books that are like, You're gonna, we're going to end emotional eating. Let's end codependency. Let's end depression. Like You can't end this stuff. Come on. You're gonna tell me I'm never gonna emotionally eat again. That's impossible. All right, uh, we can reduce and manage my emotional eating, but to but to promise me you're gonna end, I should be able to sue these self help people who are like, if you just do what the book says, then we're gonna end it forever. No, you're not. Come on, man. Uh, I'm 42. I, 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 I'm going to funerals. I have uh, I have chronic pain issues. Um, you know, I, uh, this is us on ABC. Is uh, I mean, I, I've never watched the show, but even just watching the trailer for This Is Us makes me want to cry. So don't tell me that uh, who is this Julie M. Simon? Don't tell me you're going to end my emotional eating. Um, the the I, I they man, I tell you. That's the only thing that uh, makes me upset because I feel like people buy these books and they and they read it and then they do what the book says and then uh, it doesn't solve all their problems. So then they just feel like it's them. They feel like it's, you know, as opposed to the book over promising, which uh, it, it just does because we're humans and you don't know my life, Julie M. Simon. So anyway. What I do love is, and there's a lot of great things in the book that I love, but she has this table of uh, contents talking about the seven core emotions, and I'm just going to read to you the ones uh, for sad, and then I'm going to read the ones uh, to you for happy, okay? Uh, and the reason why I'm going to do it like that is because I don't want to leave on a sad note. <laughs> Come on, guys. Um, but also, I want to I wanna increase your vocabulary on how to, instead of just saying I'm depressed, like there's so many other words that uh, are probably more specific to how you feel. But also, when you're happy, there, there are other ways to express uh, that, right? So that you can get in um, better touch with that. So under sad, you have blue, cranky, dark. Defeated, depressed, despairing, despondent, disappointed, discouraged, disheartened. I like, oh, I like disheartened. Because, you, know, you know, you really put your heart into something. And then uh, you find out, it's, it's like, uh, you know, when that happens, like when you meet uh, uh, somebody that you admire, and then they, they're just not who they and then it's just kind of a letdown you are kind of disheartened after that um distressed down empty ooh empty empty I, you know and I, I that's a strong one because when you when you feel empty that is when you're just trying to stuff it with uh tv shows and food and drugs and as opposed to just letting the cup be empty like like you know, like when you think about a cup a cup it, it, it doesn't have something in it most of the time. Most of the times, it is empty, and it's fine. It's okay. Just, just sit in that. That's okay. We don't have to fill. The cup doesn't need to be full 24-7, right? Um, continuing on. Gloomy. Grieving. You know, a lot of people... I've lost a couple friends this year and uh, last year, and I recognize... That I'm still grieving, um, and so there have been moments where, like, I start crying, and um, but I'm not sure what it's about. But I'm, I'm 90% sure that uh, it's just the residual grief that uh, I felt or I'm feeling um, at the, at the loss of some friends, but also grieving over. You know, as I get older, my body it doesn't is not doing the things that it used to do the way that it used to do it. So I have to find other ways around it. So I am also grieving the uh, the old self, the or the old idea of myself, right? So there is that grief that's taking place. Uh, continuing on, there is hopeless, irritable. I mean, if I don't get if I am not if I don't get enough sleep, I am um, or uh, you know I miss a snack. I am I am extremely irritable miserable <laughs> miserable is something that like young girls like middle school girls say they're like i'm just miserable or like when it's raining like if you just like when i think of miserable i just think of like uh you're you're wet in a dry place you know what i mean like if uh like there have been times like when i was in new york and it'll start raining and then you know when i'm going to a restaurant so now i'm just i'm dripping wet in the in a in a restaurant and it just makes me feel miserable or if you've been cold for too long uh it's just miserable uh morose wow that's a strong one sorrowful unhappy unwanted uh who man that's strong right um we all want to feel wanted uh connected that's uh you know, nobody's. You know that happens, like when you check your cell phone, there are no messages or no voicemails or whatever. You're like, nobody wants me. Nobody's returning my phone calls. I have no messages. Um, and but then, in those moments, you have to ask yourself, how often do you reach out to people? That's what I have to realize. Like I'm not. I'm getting better at being proactive in reaching out to people and uh, setting. Dates and appointments and uh, uh, moments for connection as opposed to waiting for someone to call me. I mean, that's not fair to put it all on the other person when I am perfectly capable of picking up the phone and sending a text or uh, messaging them on uh, uh, social media. And the last word is withdrawn which oh man that that i think a lot of a uh, uh, a lot of people can feel that right and you you you'll notice it in the way you dress you know those moments where it's, it's the very opposite of shirts off where you're you're layered up you have a lot of clothes on um the scarf the jackets you're in sweats uh you could you can't really see your body shape under it that that kind of thing um, Withdrawn, you, you know, you got to you even draw the blinds closed. You, you're not going out. The lights are off. I've I've definitely created uh, that atmosphere for myself, and and in some ways I'm uh, still there. I, I, I'm always walking around covered up, except I wear shorts. But my upper body, I just I don't feel strong in it all the time. But working on it, working on shirts off stuff. But under happy, let's go to let's go to happy because I'm. Happy. What was that song? Pharrell, happy man. That that's one of those classic, classic songs. Speaking of which, before I go into the list of happy stuff, um, on my Spotify, if you go to Leo Flowers Spotify, uh, but yeah, go to if you're on Spotify, you have to have spot. Well, you don't need to have Spotify Premium. Follow me on Spotify. And I have a playlist called uh, "Feel Good," but that you know that's very specific to me. That feel good playlist I make, a curate a list of songs that make me feel good in the morning because I have to get up at four thirty most mornings to see uh, train my clients at five. Excuse me. So I definitely need to feel good at at that time. I also have another playlist called uh camp songs, which a lot of people that's that's a more mainstream throwback playlist. Uh when I say mainstream I mean Caucasian white. That's what I mean. uh, so that so check those two out. And there's a lot of feel-good songs on there that make you make you happy. Because last time I went uh camping up in Oregon You know, I had a playlist, and but I only had one, and I was like, "Man, I I wish I had multiple playlists so that you know I could I could tap into the different demographics that that were there." So now I've taken uh, uh, taken action, and um, now I'm being proactive because I'm anticipating going on more camping trips, and so now I have the playlist uh, all set up. All right, so under happy. Uh, and this is a longer list. Fortunately, right? Under happy, here are the emotions. Appreciative. Oh, right, You know, I, I, have, I have friends who are like, yo, I appreciate you. Such a strong word to say I appreciate you. I, well, I mean, when was the last time you, 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 know, you wrote a letter saying I appreciate what you did for me? I appreciate you taking the time to blah, blah, blah. I appreciate you saying thank you. Just show appreciation um, in general. You know it's up there with like gratitude, right um, and then so appreciative, blissful um, bliss blissful what calm, centered oh, I love when I meditate that's when I feel absolutely centered comfortable, compassionate wow to to you know if you really want to feel compassionate, there's something about putting your hand on your heart, and you'll really feel connected when you do that, putting your hand over your heart, and that'll really allow you to feel not just compassionate, compassion for someone else, but compassion for yourself, those times you start beating yourself up, just place your hand on your heart, there are certain cultures where that's how they greet each other. They walk up. Now, there are also certain cultures where they walk up and they cup each other's balls. So uh, uh, let's, let's keep the hands at the heart and everybody can uh, keep their jobs. Uh, continuing with the list, confident, connected, right? We spend a lot of time trying to connect our phones, but do you feel connected to yourself and to, the, to your surroundings? Delighted. Uh, oh man, that's just such I just imagine old lady saying that. That's just such a delight. Ecstatic, encouraged, energized, enthusiastic. I love that word. And en- enthusiastic. Five syllables. Ah man, I'm enthusiastic. Uh, the enthusiasm. I love that. I love that word. Excited, fulfilled, glad, grateful, hopeful, inspired, joyful, loving. Moved. Man, moved, man. It's just like when you watch a movie or a song. It just moves you. It, 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 uh, it inspires passion. You can feel the blood circulating in your... You feel vascular, moved. I love that. Um, emotion, right, right? It makes you feel emotional. Um, continuing, optimistic, peaceful, pleased, radiant. Right and now, what's interesting about that? I only associate that with women i've never seen I've never looked at a dude and was like, man, that dude is radiant, but I've definitely seen women who uh who radiate or are radiant right, where they just got this glow about them like pregnant women, they just have this glow around them uh where they're just extremely radiant um refreshed refreshed now that's how you hope to feel monday morning when you're starting work is refreshed like you want you want that weekend that has you so refreshed that you can't wait to get back to the office on monday because you and and because you've tried different things uh you had uh different experiences or you did some deep work um you did what was really meaningful to you and uh, and that you can grow, and maybe you built something, or you volunteered, or whatever it is, to feel refreshed. You know, uh, you, you ate well and you slept well, all those things. You you drink a lot of water. Ah, that's such a great feeling. Um, safe, or even after a good workout, you know, you get in a sauna and an ice tub. All right, so refreshed, safe. I, re- I feel really safe where I live. Um, I, I think about that sometimes because hey, there's so many places where people don't feel safe. And uh, I, and not to say that the crime doesn't happen here. I, I don't watch the news. That's probably another reason why I don't feel safe uh, or why I do feel safe because I don't have the CNN script running through my brain of how crazy the world is. Uh, continuing, uh, satisfied. That's, that's a really good one. Uh, secure, strong. When I, when I talk to my clients, I, I I tell them instead of, I tell them to notice when what they eat makes them feel strong and when it makes them feel, you know, uh, defeated or small or weak, to notice those. And then those are the foods you want to eat versus, uh, you know, just thinking about weight and calories. Think about how what you're taking in makes you feel, right? Uh, continuing last three, thankful, tickled, touched. All right, so I want you guys to use the word tickled once. <laughs> that's, your, that's your homework assignment. Use the word tickled. See how that goes for you. So the book, once again, is called When Food is Comfort, written by Julie M. Simon. Uh, it's an amazing book. And uh, I'm not paid or, you know, the podcast isn't sponsored by her. But, um, you know, even if you don't have, if you're not an emotional eater, we, as a human being, we're all emotional. And and so you can apply some of the concepts from that to eating, right? So there's that. So now we're going to go into, and this is the last thing, last part, how to get out of a rut. And I'm going to go through this really quickly cuz I just realized uh how long this has been. But um but it but it feels like 5 minutes. So, I'm going to give you the six must-do's, the six things that you have to do if you're in a rut, if you if you're feeling depressed, if you're in the low of lows, and these are the things you have to do to get yourself back to normal, back to level, and have to do this every day, okay? So number one is exercise. Group exercise is preferred, but if that's not available to you, just go for a walk 30 minutes four times a week, all right? That's it. It doesn't have to be every day, just four times a week. And, and the reason why it doesn't have to be every day is because over time, you'll want to do it every day if you just do it. If I tell you to do it every day, you'll be like, every day. But i tell you four times a week, you'll be like, all right, I could, all right, I could, I get some days off. That's cool. Right? So exercise four times a week, just going for a walk, listen to a podcast, preferably this one, um, or audio book, right? Number two uh, when you're in your low of lows and you're trying to get out of that rut, what you must do, uh, you know, check your diet. Cut the crap out. Cut out alcohol. Cut out soda. Cut out the sugary snacks. And not all at the same time. I, I, you know, I'm not asking the impossible from you, but phase them out, right? Because when we're in those downward spirals, they don't last days. They last weeks and months. So you have time to, you know, phase out alcohol this week. Uh, and if you're, if you're a real alcoholic, just phase out the, uh, the clear alcohol <laughs> this week and then the dark alcohol next week, right? Um, and then go into the sodas the following week and so on and so forth. But cut the crap out your diet. You know what the crap is. Cook more at home. Take care of yourself. Be, you know, be mindful of what you're putting in your body. The third thing that you must do is meditate, Meditate, meditate. Use, you know, the apps like Calm or Headspace or watch YouTube videos on guided meditation. And all I'm asking you to do is meditate for two minutes every day. Just two. Two minutes. Uh, And and the reason why it's just two is because once you sit there for two minutes, you're going to be like, man, this feels so good. You're going to want to sit there longer. So... But two minutes is the minimum requirement, two minutes every day, just sitting there quietly. It doesn't matter if you do it uh, first thing in the morning, uh, if you do it in the middle of the day, or at the end of the day, just sit in a chair quietly, shutting everything out. And don't think about like, oh, I got to meditate, just think I got to sit here quietly for two minutes. You know, like when you got in trouble in school, right? Because we all got in trouble in school, you had to sit in a corner quietly that's all it is close your eyes and don't and just breathe and that's it number 4 is uh output this is this is the most important piece of this okay when we are depressed when we're in our low of lows we consume so much so much tv so much food so much drugs so much alcohol uh porn sex like we're just stuffing ourselves with everything. And and we're outputting very little, right? Because we've isolated ourselves. We're not reading. So output. If If you watch movies a lot, fine. Keep watching movies. But then put out movie reviews. Why not? Why not start a YouTube channel and put out movie reviews? If you read a lot of books, if you're consuming a lot of books, a lot of that input, put out book reviews. That's why I do the podcast. Because I like to read and and do so many uh, things and, and, and consume that I need an outlet for it, right? Like when you eat, you got to poop. So when you read, you have to write, journal, take notes on what you're reading or voice record or share it or start a book club. But, you, you know, have some type of output, whether it's a hobby or you're building something or arts and crafts. Um, share, share, share. Get it out. Do not keep it in. Depression makes you passive. Uh, create output for what you're already doing, right? Um, if you watch photography videos, take photos. Like, whatever you're interested in, whatever you're, if you're watching cooking uh, TV shows, then cook and bake. And even if you're not going to eat it all, give it to your neighbors. Just give it to them. Without anything in return, just because it it will make you feel so good, and then it'll make you feel connected to your. I just the other day I gave my uh, my neighbors. Um, uh, I bought uh, one of those huge watermelons, and I realized I can't even fit it in the fridge. So I, I cut up half, and then I gave the other half to one of my neighbors who just moved in from uh, Poland, I believe. Yeah, Poland. So they got half a watermelon. Um, so output. Find ways to. You know, whether it's knitting, sewing, uh, building a deck, output. You must find uh, a release for the stuff. For all the stuff that you're you're taking in. Okay, uh, number five is sleep. I, I can't stri- emphasize this enough: seven to nine hours. Do not sleep in. When you wake up, get up. Write that down. I'm gonna say it three times. When you wake up, get up. When you wake up, get up. When you wake up, get up. Do not sleep in. I'd rather have you take a nap in the middle of the day than to just lay in bed an extra hour, two hours a day. It's it's just gonna it just destroys your sleep cycle. You get up, you get outside, get some of that fresh air, get some of the sun, and uh, get on with your day. And then take a nap in the middle of the day if you if you need to. Do not not even on the weekends. Do not sleep in. Get up when you wake up. Um, and then number six will be your favorite. It's relaxation. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, I love relaxation. Nope. Most people think they're relaxing when they're really not. Like going to the movies is not really relaxing uh, for a lot of people. You know, going to the bar and drinking is not really relaxing. It's, it's actually more taxing on your body if, you, if you're drinking a lot, right? So uh, you have to identify, am I relaxing my body or am I taxing my body, right? So um, meaning, like, are, are you just overdoing the thing, you know, like binge watching a TV show all day? Like, that's really taxing on the body you just sit there on the couch and uh, absorb, you know, whatever you're watching. So find healthy ways and productive ways to relax, such as uh, a sauna. Uh, I'm fortunate to have a sauna in my building. Uh, a hot bath is relaxing. Or a hot tub. I tell you what, if you can afford it, or if you have a friend, a hot tub is probably the best investment uh, that you will make for your mental health. It's It's got to be up there in the top three. Um, if you can afford it, get a hot tub, put it in. And you'll make so many friends, too. So make sure you get a nice big one so you can invite the neighbors over uh, for juice. Uh, People watching. I find people watching to be very relaxing, right? Uh, Just going to the beach or going to the park. Just, you know, I used to think that was an old person's thing. But I really do uh, enjoy going to, like, um, public malls. Out, you know, because a lot of the malls now are outdoor. Going to the outdoor malls and just sitting at a coffee shop and watching people, like that's super relaxing. So those are the things that you must do, all right. Um, And then the things that are that are recommended, and this is coming from website. I'm not taking credit for this. This is coming from a website called Medium, where they they just post like really cool articles and stuff. So, and then the five things that are recommended that you do, but not, that aren't must do. So I go over the must do's one more time. Exercise, diet, meditate, output, sleep, relaxation, okay? Uh, the recommended five things are socializing, that's recommended, but I understand sometimes you're just so low, like it's not, it's probably, there are moments where it's good for you to be to yourself. That's why it's only recommended, um, Number two, personal story. That goes back to what is the story you're telling yourself. Um, you know, uh, journal about the old you, the new you, and the current new you. All right? So do that for your personal story. Uh, number three, personal projects is also recommended. Meaning, like, take up guitar, Spanish. Um, do something ridiculous like analyze your neighbors, like, you know, uh, by age or race, like who lives on what side of the building, by height, whatever. Um, Organize your books, but like you know, have a hobby. Like for me, I'm practicing guitar and uh, I'm doing Duolingo Spanish, so I'm slowly trying to speak to my Spanish-speaking neighbors, uh, and I'm sure they just, they think I'm ridiculous and wish I would stop. But but have personal projects, All right, Uh, Number four, goals. Set Goals, have six goals per day. Now, I'm, I'm, now he says six, the article, I'm going to say have one, pick one major goal. Like if you get this one thing done, you'll be so happy. So figure out what that one major goal is and, uh, and achieve that. But, you know, have a list of six things to do. Uh, but there's only one major, there's one that takes the priority. Okay. And then number five, action. You have to take action. Now, I know you're like, "Uh, you know, I don't feel like taking action. I don't want to do anything. So here's the thing. Be spontaneous. Just do something ridiculous. Like there there are times where like I don't want to get out the house and I don't want to do anything and I don't want to plan anything. So I'll just get on the uh, city train and and just ride it to the end and then ride it back. Or I'll get on a bus and do the same thing. Or I'll just, I'll get an Uber to take me to some part of the, the city and get out and just walk around and then Uber back when I'm I'm ready with, you know, no clear plan just to drop me off it and see what I feel like doing uh, once I'm in that area. But be spontaneous. You know, write something, journal something, but you have to do something to uh, break up the monotony Routine is not your friend. It, it it actually allows you to fall into a deeper spiral. And here's why. If you have too much routine, if you have too much routine, if you're doing the same thing, it's like treading water. You're not really moving forward or backwards, right? It, it's good to, to fall into a routine. That's good. But you don't want to be so stuck to your routine that um, you're not challenging yourself or scaring yourself or allow, or taking any risks because you're just trying to stick to uh, what's been planned, right? So I hope that was helpful. Um, And, you know, please leave a comment. Please uh, rate it five stars. Tell your friends. Um, And, you know, before you kill yourself, take your shirt off. Peace. Peace.